Welcome in. Hey yo, to the Big Pros Podcast. Season's Ooh. over. It's over. Postseason is here. I'm looking at some of these uh, year-long kind of statistics that we have here. Um, and, you know, so I had 176 correct. You had 173, although that number would be higher if you didn't go so crazy in the last week. Yeah, I was trying to complete the mounting. Did you? Yeah, I would have if I didn't try to go so crazy. If I didn't uh, pick the Bears over the Packers, I picked the upset. I would have made it. Yeah, you could have been there. I, well, it depends on the uh, tiebreakers. I, I'm just going to assume that I would have made it. Oh, actually, yeah. If, if you had... I would have had 14 this week. Exactly. So, yeah, you would have had the tiebreaker over the fifth and sixth seed. That might have been the best of the whole season, 14. Uh, there's one other person did have 14. Okay. So, um, a few things. One, I went on ESPN. I know nobody loves ESPN, but I went on ESPN and looked at their experts who pick the games every week. Yep. And only two of them did better than us of the oh. 10 or so experts. See, so, so we, we are pros. We are pros. Uh, they get paid for it. We don't. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, yeah. So the other thing that I noticed is that I somehow came back and finished the season over 500 on both my underdog and spread picks. Yes. Very impressive. Look at that's a professional thing. Yeah. I didn't. But had I bet each one, I'd be up money. Yep. Just barely. <laughs> hey, man, just barely is, is enough. Yeah. When's a win, right? Yeah. And you were very good on your spread picks. 31 and 20. Yeah. I, I should have been putting money on those. Yeah. Well, next year now we know. Yes, sir. One of the problems that I just just to recap a little of the season early on, I was trying to go against the grain more often than I think I would have normally. Yeah. And I think it backfired. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Halfway through the season, I, I decided I said on the podcast, like I'm going with my gut on a lot of these picks now and it ended up yeah. working out a lot better. We, we finished strong. Like I think yeah. I, I was down like 15th in our league and brought up to 7th. And had a chance to make the playoffs, just... Oh, we both were... We were right on the outside looking in. Um, I was one behind. You would have been, but you, again, you did the more uh, crazy approach to week 18, and I took the more, I need to get these four games right, and if they all come right, I'll be good. And I only got three of them. Yeah, I was was trying to get third place. That was my goal. I I wanted... Yeah, I I was hoping to get in that top four, too. That's why I... Fifth and sixth weren't even on my radar. That's not that was not what I was going for. Yeah. You know? So okay. Um we have some notable injuries heading into the playoffs. You want to read these off? Yeah, big one. Sam Laporta. He uh hyperextended his left knee and has a bone bruise. He's gonna miss some time. Uh, it's uh the risk you take when you play your starters, even though you've clinched a playoff spot. They could have got the second seed if the Cowboys lost, but the Cowboys weren't gonna lose against Washington, so they probably should have sat their starters. Yeah. Either way, they're locked into that third seed. Um, we got T.J. Watt. Uh, that's a huge hit. Defensive players. Why are we talking about defensive players? No, I'm joking. Well, we have to with playoffs, man. It's no, I know. It, and this is this is a huge one. He is the best player on their team. And I saw um, I saw a quote somewhere. One of the other Watt brothers said, "Do you think if I just dress up as T.J. for uh, you know, for this game, if <laughs> anybody would notice? notice?" Yeah, I saw yeah. that. That's, that's hilarious. But yeah, he uh, he sprained his MCL. He's uh, Steelers say best case scenario for him is to be in a brace in two weeks. So he's definitely gonna miss his first week of the playoffs, which I think really takes the Steelers out of contention. 
It's yeah, and we'll talk about the Steelers game later. I didn't really consider I didn't really take TJ Watt into consideration for it. I looked more at kind of year long trends, but yeah. Yeah, yeah if, that's a good point. Yeah, if they were going to have any point. chance, it was with a great defensive game. But yep, going to be hard to do now. Yeah, we uh, also have uh, Jalen Hurts dislocated the middle finger on his throwing hand, which is not a good finger to dislocate. Nope. Um, X-ray showed he didn't fracture it. Should play this weekend, but grip strength might be a problem. And honestly, he hasn't been playing great for most yeah. of this season. So it's um, it's another risky risky spot there for the Eagles. Yeah, he he did he did injure the finger in the game. Came out, went back in for a little while, and then was take, taken out with all the other starters because they were just losing to the Giants so badly. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, something's wrong with the with the Eagles. They got to figure it out. Yep. Then uh, same with the Eagles. AJ Brown. Yep. Left Sunday's game with a knee injury. Seems to be minor, likely to play, but just another thing, you know, kicking them while they're down. Yep. Now we got to uh, head into the Dolphins. Jalen Waddle. He's missed the last two weeks. High ankle sprain. The Dolphins are optimistic that he can play this week. They're going to need him. Uh, same thing with, uh, I don't have it written down here, but Raheem Mostert, he missed the last two weeks. And he did, didn't he? They really need both of them to play to have any chance. And they're going to be missing Bradley Chubb on defense with that ACL tear. So Dolphins could be in trouble here. Yeah. Um, the, with the, the Packers have a few injuries, all in their uh, wide receiver room that we're going to talk about. Romeo Dobbs considered day-to-day after being knocked out of Sunday's game in the first quarter with a chest injury. And Christian Watson hasn't played since week 13 with a hamstring injury. No word on if he'll be available. Um, so that leaves them with Wicks and Jaden Reed as the healthy guys. Yeah, I feel like Jaden Reed also had some injury too. But I, I, uh... he, ha- he has been questionable because he was in some of my teams, so I know that. But yeah, I believe he had been playing with yeah. the questions. They've The Packers have been playing all right, but they really need all hands on deck if they're going to take on the Cowboys. Yeah. All right, now you can get on to your fun facts. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, I noticed that you weren't too happy about my fun facts here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of fun facts. Sam Laporta, he, uh, you know, everyone, no one likes tight ends in the rookie year, but Sam Laporta, he broke the rookie record, 82 catches in his first season. Pretty impressive. And then uh, my boy Puka Nakua broke wide receiver rookie records for most catches with 105. And receiving yards with uh, one thousand four hundred eighty-six receiving yards in his very first season. Truly, very impressive by both of them. But they're not fun facts. You just love these guys because I traded them both to you in the middle of the season. You no, know, when, um, when I was writing this down, I, I wasn't even thinking that. Yeah. But, but <laughs> well, so Puka's been your guy since like week three, like when it was like this isn't a fluke. Yeah. Yeah. No. And he's been my guy obviously since you know before that because I drafted him. But it's all right. Yeah. You probably should have drafted him. I should have. I should have. But didn't have to. I I traded for him. That's it. Yeah, and your quarterbacks that you still have remaining are good. So you're uh, And they're going to get better with my first pick next year. Your first pick next year? Oh, you're taking another quarterback? Got to take Caleb Williams, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I guess you got to. I guess you have to. All right, let's get on to these games. Only uh, six of them this week? Six on the slate for a super wild card weekend. First one is Saturday at 4.30. We have the Browns, two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Texans at the Texans, over-under of 44-and-a-half. 
Yeah, yeah, here we go. This we we have a game here between who should be the comeback player of the year in Joe Flacco. Probably won't win it because of DeMar Hamlin. No, DeMar Hamlin can't win this award. I he's going to because of what happened to him on the field, but I don't agree with it. It should be your play on the field when you come back. And I agree. Hamlin has not yeah. played. Nothing against DeMar Hamlin. It's an amazing story, but to be a comeback player of the year, you should actually come back and play. He's, he has the comeback story of the year. Yes, yes. But he's only but not played player. on the field for like five snaps or something like that. Not, not that yeah. little, but he, he didn't make any impact on any game. On the other hand, Joe Flacco, he's made a huge impact in keeping the Browns in playoff contention, getting to the playoffs. He's been great. Does he start over Deshaun Watson next year if Deshaun's healthy? Oh, jeez. They can't do that, right? Not with the money that they're giving Watson, but they should. He's better. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, what, yeah. what, what do you got to say? So the game between comeback player of the year, Flacco, and uh, potential rookie of the year, C.J. Shroud. Uh, Shroud, he, he's been great for a rookie this year, but Cleveland's defense, they're for real. And uh, we'll, we'll most likely give him problems in his first ever playoff game. Flacco has been here before. He's a former Super Bowl champ. He's looked great since his return from the couch. And I don't think this wildcard game is going to face him. He knows exactly what it's like to go through the playoffs with a phenomenal defense, being part of that 2012 Ravens Super Bowl team whose defense is always compared to the 85 Bears. So uh, this Texans team, they've made an impressive turnaround from last year, but I don't think it's going to be enough to get past one of the top defenses in the league, so I'm taking the Browns to win on the road. Yeah, prior to weekend 18, when the Browns rested players, they were on a four-game winning streak. Obviously, that's a good way to end the season, right? Um, oh, yeah. Which included a sorry, yeah, which included a 36 to 22 win on the road against these very same Texans. So now we have a playoff rematch, but now the Browns are at home. Um, on the Texan side of the argument, Browns are not at home. The Browns are not at home. Correct. The Browns are not at home. Okay, so it's a rematch in the same stadium. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, Texans well, won the division. Right. So this time, C.J. Stroud is going to play. He wasn't playing in that previous game. So that's an interesting uh, kind of aspect of the game. The Texans have lost games this year against the Ravens. All right, that's a, that's a good team. They should lose to the Ravens. Yep. But they also lost to the Jets, Jags, Panthers, Falcons, and Colts this year. They have zero impressive wins. The Texans had a nice season, but I believe it was mostly due to their strength of schedule, which was only uh, .474. The Browns, however, their strength of schedule was third hardest of all playoff teams at .536. And they had a better record than the Texans with the harder schedule. So the Browns have been the better team. Um, but as long as they last in the playoffs, there will always be the nagging feeling for me that Flago could run out of his special sauce at any moment. For now, rolling with the Browns. Yeah, that defense, they're good. They're real good. Joe Flacco knows he doesn't have to be Superman to win this yeah. game. Well, I was looking at the I, – I, I want to look at these teams. Like, have they been playing good teams? Have they been beating good teams? And the Texans just hadn't. And then when I went at their losses, even their losses weren't like – against good teams except for the Ravens they were losing to some you know middling and bad teams I just you're gonna put them up against the Browns who are have a very good defense and now a very good offense that I don't think that they can I think the Texans 
can score, but the Browns can score and play defense. I just, I, it's, it's, it's the Browns. It's the Browns. It's the Browns. It's the Browns. It's not a close one to me. I agree. And I'm, uh, I'm taking yeah. the over on this game. I, I, I started putting in there. On the, on the I top. saw, I saw you taking the over. Yeah. The, just, I, Agree. These are two good offenses. Um, the Browns have a good defense, but I think the Texans will still put up some numbers. So over 44, 45 plus is going to be, yeah, it's a good number. Yeah. So after that game, later that night, Saturday, um, on the East Coast, it's the 8 o'clock game. We have the Dolphins on the road against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are three and a half point favorites um, over under of 43 and a half. Yeah, originally, I had this game as an over. But that was with me thinking that the Dolphins could win. If the Dolphins are going to win this, I think we hit the over. But going over the stats, going over what's going on, I am picking the Chiefs. I, I did really want to go with, with the Dolphins, but the Chiefs, with with their injuries, it's it's going to be tough. So, you know, the Chiefs, they have been struggling a lot this year. No receivers, no wide receivers, really. Mahomes and Kelsey not really being who we're used to seeing. But they have a great defense this year, something else we're not used to seeing from the Chiefs. I think that's going to be the difference in this game. The Dolphins, they have sustained a lot of injuries heading into the playoffs. Jalen Waddle, Raheem Moser both missed the last two games and likely won't be 100% if they play in this game. Uh, that along with a huge blow to the defense with Bradley Chubb, it's good. I think it's going to be too much for Miami to overcome. The Chiefs haven't been great, but Mahomes, he's experienced, and I think that's going to put him over the top with over the Dolphins here. So yeah, I think with you know with the defense, how good the defense is playing for the Chiefs, I think that's going to keep this the score low, and then it hits the under for that. Yeah, uh, both of these teams finished eleven and six. Um, however, you know the no wait wait wait, I'm going to restart that. Both of these teams finished eleven and six. Uh, the Chiefs' strength of schedule was four eighty one, and the Dolphins had four fifty. Um, the Dolphins actually had the second easiest schedule of all playoff teams. I don't trust either of these teams right now, uh, just due to the way they've been playing and injuries. But the Chiefs have the playoff experience on their side, as well as having the harder strength of schedule um, with the same record. Uh, and let's be real, the Chiefs uh, sat people in Week 18. Um, Who checked my note? Probably would have. Yeah, they probably would have won by even more had they had they played their starters. I really like what the Chiefs are doing. Um, no, I don't. What am I talking about, Mark? I hate what the <laughs> Chiefs are doing. Yeah. They they haven't been great, but they know how to win. You know, yeah. When, when it comes to it, Mahomes, he's, he's Mahomes. Yeah. And we whether or not it. Travis is the same guy he had been, Kelsey, in the last few years, I still think he's going to come up big. He's going to be like an Edelman in the playoffs for, yeah, they, for Mahomes. They did sit him in week 18, which I was surprised they didn't let him get, get the uh, eighth straight 1,000-yard season. I agreed. Uh, that was baffling to me. He's throwing the ball one time and you're done. Get him out. Just like, uh, well, Puka, he he played in the last game until he got those records. And then it's funny, you watch, watch the sidelines. McVay is immediately saying, get him out, get him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because one more play, he could get injured. It's not, you know, it was risky just to do that. Yeah, right? and it took him to the third quarter to get that. But I, I was definitely shocked that Kelsey wasn't allowed to get his, his eighth straight 1,000-yard season. Yeah. All right. Well, so we're both on. So first game, we're both on the Browns. Second game, we're both on the Chiefs. Yes, sir. 
the third AFC game is Sunday, the one o'clock games, Steelers at the Bills. The Bills are 10-point favorites. Over-under is a low 35 and a half. Yeah, that's why I had the Bills. I mean, that's why I have the over on this game. I feel like the Bills could score that by themselves with no real defense from the Steelers. But uh, Yeah, that's a good pick, especially with Watt out. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know how Tomlin has done it again, but he's got the Steelers in the playoffs with another above 500 record. The problem is they aren't a good team <laughs> in my eyes, and now they face a red-hot Bills team who went from 6-6 six and six to the number two seed in the AFC with, a, with five straight wins there at the end of the year. Uh, I expect Buffalo to keep rolling against Pittsburgh defense, who's missing TJ Watt, as we said. Mason Rudolph, he, he's won three in a row, but I don't think that that he can contend with the Bills' defense that keeps teams like the Chiefs, Cowboys, and Dolphins all to 17 points or less during this five-game win streak. So I'm taking the Bills to win and to cover the spread. Yeah, the Bills are entering the playoffs on that hot streak five games in a row that you mentioned. Three of them are against playoff teams, so they beat the Chiefs, Cowboys, and Dolphins in that spread. Um the Steelers may not have even made the playoffs if the Ravens had played their starters against them in Week 18. Yeah. Um, that being said, the Steelers had the second-hardest strength of schedule amongst playoff teams uh, with, a play- with a strength of schedule of 540, while the Bills was 471, third easiest of all playoff teams. Yet somehow I still feel like the Steelers overperformed and the Bills underperformed this season. Um. Yeah, you got to look at that that five game stretch where they, like you said, they beat the Chiefs, Cowboys, and Dolphins, all playoff teams. Yep, that, that's big. Yeah, this pick is the Bills. It's a heart pick, it's a gut pick, and it's just a pure pal- talent pick. It's just simply not a strength of schedule pick, right? It's it's everything, everything else. I just don't think the Steelers can hang. Yeah. Although I've been saying that about Tomlin all season, so who knows? So yeah, we're and both the Bills, on the Bills. And the Bills that got uh, Stefan Diggs involved again last week finally. Had had over what, more than 35 yards for the first time in like six weeks or something like that. It's crazy. I still like – I'm a Vikings fan. I still like to watch Diggs, but now it's mostly because I want to see him explode, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So the now we're on to the NFC games. We'll start with the Packers at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are seven-and-a-half-point favorites, over-under of 50.5. Yeah, the, the Cowboys, the only team in the NFL that went undefeated at home this year. Packers won three straight to sneak into the playoffs, but those wins were over the Panthers, who they allowed to score 30 points on them. Like, nuts. Uh, and then they beat the Vikings and Bears. None of these teams compared to the Cowboys this year. Green Bay is also dealing with a bunch of injuries to the receiving core. So all in all, I don't think this young team has what it takes to take down the Cowboys. So I got Dallas to win. Yeah. Um, at a 446 strength of schedule, the Cowboys had the easiest schedule of all the playoff teams. Still, 12-5 and five is impressive. Um, the Packers went on a three-game win streak to finish the season and sneak into the wild card with a 474 strength of schedule, which drops near the middle of the playoff teams. I can envision a world where either team wins this. The Packers have been surprising me this year. Their offense has been working, although they need those wide receivers to be healthy. Um, and I'm just not sure they're going to be. Yeah. Um, yep. The Cowboys' success at home and their offensive power, firepower, I think is going to be just too much for Green Bay to handle in this game. So 
I'm also going Cowboys. We are together in all these. Yep, and I'm taking the over on this. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And that's already a high over-under, so yeah, yeah. You're, you're looking at a 30-30 to 30 game. You're looking up there. Was it Cowboys seven and a half? So they're expecting like twenty eight to twenty three, something like that. Uh, no, not 20, even twenty twenty eight to twenty. Yeah, something like that. Twenty eight to twenty, twenty nine to twenty. Oh no, two. more than that. Thirty to twenty three. We're in there. Twenty nine, twenty one. Let's Math say that twenty nine, twenty nine to twenty one would be fifty points and eight point difference. That's it. I'm no mathematician here. You are. All right. Uh, yeah, you got Sunday night football. Ooh. Do they really have a Monday night football playoff game? Did they do that last year? I, I don't remember. I but it's weird. It's weird to me. It's, so it's Sunday weird, night football. It's weird that it's Eagles and Bucks. <laughs> Sunday night football is your favorite of all the games. Yes. Which is the Rams at the Lions. The Lions are three and a half point favorites. They're at home. Over under. Even higher than the last game, fifty-one and a half. Yes, and I'm taking the over in this game too. Jesus, probably you really want this to be a fun week. So, if these overs are going to hit, you got to play some big parlays on these games because if they hit, those bets are going to hit too. Yeah, I, I should. I got like two bucks in DraftKings. I can do it. <laughs> one, one, yeah, yeah, one dollar bet on each that'll pay out a hundred. You know what I mean? Let's do that's it. What I would, that, Make that's what money. I would do. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, I am very interested in this game. This is. Probably the most interesting game of the weekend, which sees the return of Matthew Stafford to Ford Field, take on his former team, the Lions. Uh, the Rams, they've been hot, winning seven of, the last eight, seven of the last eight games. Stafford sat out the final week, but in those seven games before that, he really turned it on, throwing for 16 touchdowns to just four interceptions. That compared to the first eight games of the year where he threw just eight touchdowns to seven interceptions. He really turned it around. That with the emergence of Kyron Williams, it's been huge. He had the third most rushing yards and the fourth most rushing touchdowns despite missing five games this year. Lions quarterback Jared Goff, he's been great. He threw for over 4,500 yards this year, threw for 30 touchdowns. Top receiver Amon Ra St. Brown and rookie sensation Sam Laporta have been phenomenal in the Lions' second-ranked passing offense. But Laporta is going to miss some time now with a hyperextended knee. And I think that's going to cause a big problem for the, for Detroit. The Lions have been a good run. The Lions have had a good run game, but the Rams have allowed less than ninety yards a game on the ground in this eight game run of theirs. And with all this, I have the Rams taking it. it. Should be a fun game, but I think the Rams keep the momentum going and they win this game on the road. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Stafford facing his former team, but so is Goff. They were yes. traded for each other. That's true. This is the super rare double QB revenge game. <laughs> yes. Uh, and both have played really well this season. Um, the Rams had the hardest strength of schedule of all the NFL playoff teams, the NFC playoff teams, that is, at 529. The Rams finished with a 481 strength of schedule. Um, the Rams went 2-6 and six against playoff teams this season. Um, and I excluded the Week 18 Niners game because neither team played all their starters. Yeah. From that, we could say three and six, but really, if we're talking about what this team is made of, two and six is not great against playoff teams. The Lions went four and three against playoff teams, much stronger um, outing against those higher quality teams. So I'm giving it to the Lions, who, yes, had the easier schedule, played against fewer playoff teams, but also, yes, 
they played better against those playoff teams. So I am taking the Lions. Yeah, five of those losses were early in the year before the Rams really turned it around. They, yeah, the only, yeah. The only loss Accurate. to a playoff team in the back half of the season was to the Ravens, which they took to overtime and looked really good against. If it wasn't for that punt return, they could have won that game. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, I had to, I had to take a. We could all pick whatever games, you know, stack we want. I went with the full season yeah. um, to count out these playoff wins. No, no, I, I, I see your point, and I'm, I might yeah. be a homer here, but um, I'm on the Rams. I, 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 I don't think... think that this pick is a homer pick. I think later you have a pick that's a homer pick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, okay, so one more game is the Monday Night Football Eagles three point favorites over the Bucks in Tampa Bay. Over under a forty four and a half. Yeah. Yep. Go for it. This is the game that I'm taking the under in. Uh, the Eagles have been, haven't been great. The Bucks they don't score a lot either. Uh, but these two teams they've been on opposite paths over the last month and a half. The Bucks have won five of the last six games to take the top spot in the NFC South, where the Eagles have fallen hard, losing five of the last six after a ten and one start uh, to start the season. And going from first in the NFC to fifth, the Bucks had their own slide in the middle middle of the season, losing six of, of seven games between week six and twelve. But they turned it around and got into the playoffs. I, I don't think the Bucks are as good as the as the Eagles have been, and still could be. Uh, so if Tampa can figure it out, I feel like the Eagles can too. They they were just in the Super Bowl last year. They know what it takes, and it, it does feel risky right now because of how bad the Eagles have been. But I, I I'm going with the Eagles to finally right the ship, and and beat the Bucks. I, I, yeah, I feel well, like they they yeah. they can get it done. If they're gonna right the ship, it has to be this week, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's always hilarious to me when a team has two, three, four more wins, but they're the road team because their division was harder. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the Eagles right now going into Tampa Bay. Um, you understand. That makes those wins even more impressive, right, Roger Goodell? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if anything, it's even harder to get that good. <laughs> the standings where they were. Um, yeah. Look at that the, being said, the AFC. Yeah, they, look at the AFC North, where all four teams had above five hundred record. Yeah, exactly. Like those are those are impressive wins. Yeah, I feel like the Bengals should make the playoffs just because of how tough the division was, and still having a, a, a above five hundred record. Yeah. Yeah, so the Eagles finished their season with an one and five in their last six games, only beating the Giants in that stretch, um, including losing to the. So they beat the Giants, but they also lost to the Giants and the Cardinals in the last two weeks. It's just not a good way to end the season. The momentum is just non-existent, maybe even negative momentum if that's possible. The Bucks were the opposite, finishing five and one. Um, the Bucks and Eagles have the exact same strength strength of schedule on the season with 41. I just can't look at how the season went for these two teams and come to the conclusion that the Eagles are the better team. Um, I've heard that there's internal chatter in Philly that Jalen Hurts might not be the guy, comparing him, Ooh. I think, to um, Jameis Winston. Oh, geez. That's not good. Uh, it's just kind of, you know, rumors and chatter, but I found it interesting because this week, this year he's not – He's not been good. Um, and it sounds like a rock, locker room that's falling apart. A team with no momentum going on the road to face a team on a hot streak with loads of momentum 
who may have accidentally found a long-term QB in Baker, hashtag not a faker, Mayfield. <laughs> um, I am taking the Bucks. I originally had written the Eagles down here, but looking at those last six games for both of these teams, I, I can't just say, you know what, this is the week they're going to come back. I, it's much, to me, it's just much more likely that things stay the way they had been. Um, so that's it. So we do have two different games, and they're at the end of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree that I, I, I was trying to find a, a way that I could pick the Bucks, but I, I, I went with the Eagles based on experience from last yeah. year and the first, you know, first eleven games of this year. So I, yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's it should be an interesting game. I, it's hard to pick either way. But. Those last two games that we're talking about where we split them, I'm, I can't wait to watch both of those games. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Oh, yeah. And then uh, you threw down here, you want to throw a Super Bowl picks in here, so let's yeah. go through that charade. Yeah. Speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of being a homer, I, uh, my Super Bowl is the Ra- about, Wait, wait. How about I would like to go first. Oh, go for it. I am taking the Ravens to win over the 49ers. Taking the chalk. I'm taking the chalk, <laughs> perfectly chalky. Yes, yeah. Now, I, because, and I say it because I'm going to want to ask you for a little bit of explanation on yours. All right, well, I will explain that I have the Rams beating the Ravens in the Super Bowl. And my explanation for that is that the Rams are a sneaky, dangerous team heading into the playoffs. They won seven of the last eight. The one loss was against the Ravens. I think that experience is going to boost them through the playoffs to get these wins over over what they're going to have to beat uh <clears throat> excuse me have to, have to beat the Lions, they'll have to beat the Cowboys, then they'll have to beat the the 49ers in, in my opinion. I think they can get it all done. They've really turned around the season. Stafford's been great over the last 8 weeks. Kyron Williams has been amazing. That that run game is really opening up the passing passing attack. People are, well, they certainly are one of the hottest teams in the NFC. So, you know, hitting that momentum stride at just the right time does, you it's know, huge. it does help. It, it does help. It definitely helps. It's huge going into the playoffs. So, I was trying to find a way to not pick the Rams cuz I, I didn't want to be a homer, but looking at it, I'm, I just I have to. I have to go with it. I I I feel very strongly that, that they are a big-time contender and can take down anybody right now. So I will say, along that same line, you should also bet on the Rams to win the Super Bowl. I already did. There you go. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, they're plus five thousand. I only put a dollar on it because that's all I have in drafting. But it'll, but it pays fifty, right? It pays fifty bucks. So why not take yeah. it? I, I saw that line. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm putting it in. I got to do it. It's a beautiful thing. All right, so um, we'll be back next week to talk about divisional weekend. Yes, sir. And what went right and wrong with our picks this week, perhaps. Hopefully there's no more injuries. Hopefully no more injuries. Yeah, no injuries to the playoffs, guys. Let's let's keep it clean. How come I feel like most playoffs usually go pretty injury-free? Yeah. I just feel like I I don't remember there being, like, players that get injured in the playoffs and ruin their team's chances. Or am I just forgetting them because they lose? Well, a couple years ago, Odell, who looked great in the Super Bowl, he went down with an ACL tear. Well, that's true. 
in the Super Bowl, right? In, in the Super Bowl, but the Rams still pulled it off because they, yeah. they had Cooper Cup. So, <laughs> right, and they had the uh, the future of Puka Nakua to look forward to. <laughs> yes, that's what that's what boosted them to the win. No, like, you know what, Puka going to be here in a, in a few <laughs> years. <laughs> All right, whatever okay, it takes. Yeah, <laughs> have a good one, Mark. Yes, let's go Rams. Good luck with your picks. Same to you. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.